The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter. King Herod heard of the healings, for Jesus' name had become known. Some said, John the Baptist has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others said, he is Elijah. And others said, he is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For it was Herod who had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted him put to death. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing he was a righteous and holy man, and he kept him safe. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. But an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his nobles and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. For when Herodias's daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it to you. And he vowed to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give it you up to half my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, For what should I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. And she came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry, but because of his oaths and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. And immediately the king sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, Amen. the executioner's footsteps echoed down the hall of the dungeon as each step grew louder. John had only seconds to live, and then his life and his preaching would be forever etched in memoriam, in memory. Perhaps John had a rush of memories as that executioner approached. He was a holy man who was the bridge from the Old Testament to Jesus. His mind was filled with Old Testament prophecies and stories. John's memory was etched with the Lord's promises in the Savior and what made for a holy life. Herod was a different figure. He had memories, but they haunted him. 
he was hearing reports about the work of Jesus. And he said, This is John, whom I beheaded. He has been raised from the dead. Herod's memories were tracking in two different directions. His memory of, his, of murder tormented him. And at the same time, Herod was thinking about resurrection, which he undoubtedly heard from John. Memory is a tricky thing. Our memory often leads us to remember our failures, our past sins, our actions or words of condemnation, hatred or anger toward another, which often harbor a place in our mind. It remembers good times and good memories with people we loved who are no longer with us, which creates its own pain. Or we remember all the times others have wronged us, leaving a deep and bitter wound in our souls. Evil produces a pain that can lead to present despair. However, saints' days and feasts teach us into holy memory. Today, the church's remembrance is directed toward John. It may be strange that we observe a day in the church called the beheading of John the Baptist. But this martyrdom of John is significant and teaches important things about the road of Jesus. St. Mark's account of John's martyrdom is the longest narrative in the gospel about anyone except Jesus. It is a narrative of the church's holy life in contrast to the terrors and the vices of the world. As Mark tells the story, Herod feared John, knowing him to be a just and holy man. Herod protected John, was puzzled by what John taught, and yet heard him gladly. This narrative produces contrasts, which are meant to teach us. In Herod, we observe vices. He buckled under them. But John is described in the narrative as a just and holy man. He was an ascetic of sorts who lived in the wilderness eating locusts and wild honey and wearing rough clothing. Jesus described John as not being a reed shaken by the wind. He didn't waver. John was virtuous, his teaching holy, and Herod admired him for it. Perhaps John was what Herod hoped he could be. Part of the early church's appeal to other cultures and philosophies was found in the gospel's mercy and its reordering of life. We recall scripture's ongoing story of God rescuing his people. Scripture has been given for us to fill our memories with accounts of divine help. 
a person who is caught in the web of evil's deceit, often finds that our Savior's ever-present help is a sweet aroma to a foul world. A holy life of virtues, a life patterned by Jesus and his teaching, is like a fragrant, calming aroma that entices others toward Jesus. Herod's memory was captive to his vices. While he valued John's teaching and tried to protect it, Herod, in the end, was a slave to his passions. Herod was in a marriage that John counseled him against, which brought the ire of Herod's wife. Then, while Herod feasted with the rich and the powerful, his vices became evident. He was enticed by the lewd dancing of a young lady, which prompted him to take a rash and foolish oath, which could have brought any number of consequences for him personally. A less obvious vice of Herod then came to the forefront. When the young lady wanted John's head on a platter, Herod was too weak to break his oath in front of his powerful company. Holy memory, however, would be preserved. John's teaching of the resurrection could not be erased with his martyrdom. Herod, upon hearing about Jesus, thought John was resurrected. Herod's wife thought that by having John killed, she could silence him. But they all were to find that the life and the preaching of John continued in memoriam, in memory. And so would the teaching of Jesus and the preaching of his passion. Closely tied to the concept of memory in Greek is the concept of imitation. They come from the same root word. St. Paul speaks of imitation in a few places. Paul says, I urge you, be imitators of me, and therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. The account of John's martyrdom has a few similarities with Jesus in that both were caught in the web of powerful leaders and they were both being described as laid in a tomb. All that Jesus is and does becomes the church's pattern. When you think of your life and you ponder the past and the present, your road forward is cleansed by the Savior's remembrance of you. During the flood in Genesis, we are told God remembered Noah. And later, God remembered Rachel and opened her womb. In Psalm 105, God remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant. All the scriptures lead us finally to the cross of our Savior where he remembers each of you 
And his blood cleanses you just as he remembered John the Baptist. Jesus saw to it that John's story would be remembered in memoriam, in remembrance, through the writing of the apostles. Memories that haunt find healing in the passion of Jesus. Vices turn to virtue through the power of the cross. There is a way out of our sin through the love of the Savior. The blood of our Savior is life for the church. And this is why we are taught by Jesus in the words of institution, do this in remembrance of me. Psalm 112 reminds us the righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. Just as in your baptism, the question was asked, how are you named? Your name was spoken as you were sealed with the cross and then plunged in the waters of life because to be named is to be remembered. And so we observe this holy day as we lean into the Scriptures. The Scriptures are written for our learning and to fill us with holy memory. Our Lord hears your prayers always and in mercy will rescue you just as he has promised that in memoriam of our Lord's ever-present help and rescue, our feet are continually led into the way of peace. In the holy name of Jesus.